Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Happy 4th of July. Hope that you are doing well. Hope you're having a fabulous holiday weekend. I figured, you know what, we come on, we talk for a little bit today with so much going on in the NBA and free agency and uh, everything else, but uh, I hope you're doing well. And uh, you know the routine. If you want to come on, you hit the hand icon, and uh, I'll put you right up on stage with me. Yeah, I, I don't know where to begin uh, in the NBA. NBA free agency to me is just uh, an incredible time of year uh, to see players such as Zion Williamson get a max deal. Uh, I, I just don't understand it. I, I really don't. I mean, the guy is hurt all the time, has a weight issue, and you're going to give Zion Williamson that kind of money? Uh, I don't quite understand that. You know, I really don't. We're talking about a five-year, $193 million extension. The deal, by the way, could go as high as $231 million, right? So last year, he missed all of the season with a foot injury. I, 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 don't, I don't understand it. Bagley, who apparently there was not a market for, right? He signs a multi-year deal. At over $10 million a year. It's just amazing. I mean, it really is. And then you get to Kevin Durant. I'm so tired of hearing about Kevin Durant. I I really am. I I have just, you know, to me, Kevin Durant has done, I mean, and I say this carefully because I recognize him as an amazing talent and somebody that has an incredible level of ability. I mean, he's a great player. Let's acknowledge that. He's a great player. But what, what's Kevin Durant achieved in his career? What's he achieved? What's he done? What's he done? To me, he's done nothing. So he won two championships. Big deal. Really? So he goes to the Golden State Warriors, a team that had just won a championship without him, a team that he lost to in a series that they had in the palm of their hands at Oklahoma City, lost on their home floor. Durant did not get the job done in that game. 
So he takes the easy way out and jumps on the bandwagon and goes and wins two championships with the Warriors. Big deal. Big deal. Then he goes to Brooklyn, and he wants Kyrie to go there, and he blah, 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 blah. And now here we are, and Durant wants out of Brooklyn. And where does he want to go? He wants to go to teams that he feels, with his addition, are a clear-cut championship ball club. Gee, that's great. Just amazing. Just uh, today's athlete, just I don't understand it. Then you get Draymond Green, okay? Now, I did a podcast on this last week. I did some rants on this last week. And as you know, unless you've been living in a cave, Draymond Green called Kendrick Perkins, former NBA player, an ESPN host, right? A derogatory racial term. Sisler. Draymond Green comes out and apologizes and said he should have used, right? A different word. Yeah, yeah, think. And talked about after talking with individuals, including Adam Silver, comes out, makes his apology. Okay? Did you see that? Did you see his apology? And I listen, I'm bringing this up for a couple of reasons. Because it happened a week ago. All right? Now, I don't know if you saw or even care the original comment. All right? Kendrick Perkins, you act like this clown talking about Skip Bayless, and it's baffling to me. He could never be you. You know why he could never be you? Because he never done it. You go up here acting like him. You don't have to do that, buddy. You played. You did it. Go talk about it. Or can you not? All right? And he goes on and on and on. And then he uses a word that begins with the letter C and ends with the letter N. All right? So a couple days later, Draymond Green comes out and says this. The other day when I was speaking, I used a word that carries a racial connotation. When I used the word, I could have very well replaced the word with clown. I could have very well replaced the word with idiot, moron. I could have replaced the word with anything and continued in stride. And the word that I'm speaking of is I use the word C, you know, as you know, for me, I don't hide behind anything. The reason I want to address it, like I said, as you know, the new media, we stand on what we say. We stand on what we believe. And so the reason I want to address that because, because I think an understanding and growing in this lane 
for me, I'm still a rookie in this lane. I use the word C blank blank N. And when I use the word in misunderstanding, I think the area of growth for me is understanding that in having this platform, there comes a responsibility and that responsibility and the responsibility, there's several responsibilities. I have a different responsibility on this platform than Stephen A. Smith. And Stephen A. has a different responsibility with his platform than Colin Cowherd. And I totally understand that. And so I'm taking full responsibility. I can admit right now that I was wrong. And regardless of how I may use the word with my friends or how, um, you know, the word may be perceived anywhere else in the world, it was wrong here. Yeah, I, I'm fine with someone coming out and apologizing. But, you know, being a rookie in the, in, in, it's called common sense in that particular uh, lane she's talked about. Here's the problem with our society today. It's very simple, okay? Draymond Green comes out and says a couple of different things, all right? And he said, when I use the word in understanding, I think the area of growth for me is understanding that in having this platform, there comes a responsibility, blah, 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 all right? And I mean, this one. And regardless of how I may use the word with my friends, the word may be perceived anywhere else in the world that was wrong here, blah, blah, blah. So what he's saying is he thought it was okay to use that word because he uses it with his friends and everything. So he comes out and addresses that. I think his apology is very sincere. I'm not getting on him for his apology. I, I think it's sincere. I, I believe his apology to be sincere. Okay? So I accept his apology. Here's the problem in our society. There's different rules for everyone. Okay? And there needs to be, and I, I, I talked about this over a year ago. Every Monday, we need to have something that can be sent to us. And when I mean us, I'm talking about members of the media, people that talk for a living. And we need rules. Well, gee, this week, you can't say this. It was appropriate last week. Oh, but no, you can't say it this week because we've changed the rules in our society of what you can and cannot say. That's correct. That's correct. May have been okay recently, but oh no, just so you know, over the weekend, things changed. And you can't say that anymore. Can't do it, right? Last week, you could refer to a male as a he and a female as a she, but oh no, we can't say that anymore. Oh no, did you not? Oh, the rules have changed. And if you talk like that, oh, you are going to be criticized. Oh, you can't use this word anymore. You could have used it last week, but nope, we changed. Can't do it anymore. Can't do it anymore. You can't say all lives matter anymore. Oh, it's been fine. Everyone's 
thought all lives matter. Oh, but oh no, we changed the rules. Can't do that anymore. Nope. That's the problem with our society. Oh, and by the way, if you are a person of color, oh, you can say this. But if you're white, oh, you can't say that. Oh, if you're Hispanic, you can say this, but you can't say that. Oh, if you're Asian, it's okay if you say that to another Asian person, but you can't say that to a person of color or a white person. If you're a white person, it's okay to refer to a person in that way if that person is from Asia. It's okay to say it if that person is Jewish. It's okay to say that that person is Catholic. Oh, but no, you can't do that. That's what we need. We need a freaking rule book every week and update what you can and cannot say. That's the biggest problem with our country right now. It's freaking absurd. It really is. So anyway, a couple of topics to get you rolling here on this 4th of July. I hope you're having a really good holiday. You know, I don't normally do shows on holidays, but since I didn't have a show on Thursday, I didn't have a show on Friday, I thought we would come on and uh, we we would address this. All right. Uh, as far as the Kings go and their moves, I, I like their moves. I think getting uh, Kevin Herter, he's a very good player. You know, so I think that's good. You know, Malik Monk, to be honest with you, does not knock my socks off. I think he helps the team in the area that they need help with, and that's shooting. I mean, he's a big-time defensive liability. I think, you know, he doesn't start. I think he comes off the bench. And you listen, I think it's good to have a guy come off the bench that can shoot. All right. I don't, I wouldn't take him over Dante DiVincenzo. That's me personally. I think, you know, that I, I wouldn't. Uh, DiVincenzo, by the way, I thought that was a great signing by the Warriors after, after they lose Gary Payton to the Portland Trailblazers. I really like what Portland's doing in this offseason. I think they're having a heck of an offseason. Keep your eye on Portland. So those are a couple of things we're talking about. Why don't we uh, get to uh, some phone calls here? And again, thanks so much for joining me here on this 4th of July. Hey, Al, happy 4th. How are you today? I'm good, Nate. I just can't. I got to echo everything you said, man. I mean, I was out of town, by the way. I was on a road trip for the past week, so I'm catching up. But uh, I was. Uh, what, what's the what's your lowdown on, uh, on this kid Herder? I mean, uh, how do you... You just kind of summarized it, but how do you is he how's the good fit basketball. with the Kings? I mean he could play anywhere. He's a good fit anywhere because he's got a good basketball IQ. Uh he's a very good offensive player. You know, he's not a volume guy. He's like, you know, he he's not someone that's gonna score thirty points a game, but he knows how to play the game. Uh he can shoot. His outside shooting is very good. He'll help the team. I mean he he's a he's a uh good player. I think it was a good trade based on what they gave up. Yeah, I was reading some of the media comments afterward, you know, I mean, grades and all that nonsense, but the media really, a lot of trolls liked what he, what the, the, the Kings, thought the Kings got the better end of the deal. Yeah, well, I mean, but, uh, Atlanta made a, Atlanta made a big deal to get DeJounte Murray from San Antonio. They now have a crowded backcourt with Bogdan Bogdanovich, and, you know, they, they have salary cap issues. Uh, Herter is somebody that they felt, they could live without uh that's why they made the deal and you know again as far as the kings go i think the kings got themselves a good player not a great player they got a good player i think he'll help them yeah and i know you're mentioning about i read i look i catching up i'm catching up so i listen to your podcast your rant on, on fox and he's got to step up and and be the guy he's got to play to his contract and that's the that's gonna be a key i mean he's 
he's uh they got the max deal and you know we need they need him to be a max player you know and that that's so i can't well there are no more excuses you know they brought a good good friend in his college teammate in malik monk uh they now have herder in there they have sabonis who's an all-star down low i like the draft pick of uh uh, Keegan Murray, there's no more excuses for Fox. This is it. You know, let's yeah. let's show up this year from day one and uh, get it done. So we'll, this is a real big year for him. Yeah, and hopefully things will work out. But anyway, I just want to say a happy 4th of July. And uh, thanks for uh, coming on today. And, um, yeah. and you have a good one. Stay safe. Thanks, Al. Good hearing from you. Welcome back. Hope the trip went well. Thanks very much. All right, if you want to come on... Uh, Hit the hand icon. You know, I want to get back to what I was saying, though. With Draymond Green, you know, apologizing to Kendrick Perkins, you know, what what happened to Draymond Green? He mentions in another apology, well, I didn't read the whole thing because it would take too long, that, you know, he had a discussion with Adam Silver. So you can call somebody. And, and this is really what you, you it, it really boils down to. If you're black and you call another black person a racial slur, which he did, okay, I mean, that's not debatable, then nothing happens to you, right? What happened to Draymond Green? Did he get fined? Nope. Did he get a suspension? No. Anything happened to him? No, nothing. Absolutely nothing. What do you think would have happened if a white player had said that about Kendrick Perkins? Do you think that individual would have gone unscathed? Do you think that individual would have been suspended or fined or, I mean, what do you think, right? Well, I think you know the answer to that. Right. Again, Draymond during the apology talked about where he grew up and that the word was used casually and without racial connotations. But he said he spoke with Joe Dumars and Adam Silver. And that's when he realized his mistake when he used it on his podcast. All right. So let me read another part of the apology. This is such a huge moment of growth and learning for me as being a rookie in this business and understanding that that word does not mean the same thing for everyone. As someone who stands against racism and someone who has stood against it for years, who is not afraid to get out in front of it, I can admit right here that I was wrong. Regardless of how I may use the word with my friends or how the word may be perceived anywhere else in the world, it was wrong here and that I will acknowledge. Again, I accept his apology. I believe that it is sincere. But, you know, you should also apologize to Chris Russo for basically calling him a racist because he told you to shut up and dribble. I've told you to shut up and dribble, too. I also told Luka Doncic to shut up and dribble. Hmm. But if I say it to you, it's racist. But if I say it to Luca, then what would that be? Again, every Monday, if you're a member of the media, you should get a new rule book, okay, about what you can and cannot say. And if you're white, you better not say this. If you're black, you can say it. But if you're white, you can't. 
And if you use these terms this week, you may be in trouble. Last week, you could have said it, but not this week. If you refer to a male as he or a female as she, or we can go on and on, oh, no, you are stepping out of bounds, and you are going to be attacked by the mob. That's the world we're living in. But because Draymond Green is black and used a racial slur, okay, at a former player and an ESPN host, and, it, and he talks in his apology that after talking with both Joe Dumars and Adam Silver, he realized his mistake. So his mistake, a racial slur, okay, from a prominent player in the NBA, nothing happens to him. Nothing happens to him. Different rules for different folks. And that's the problem with our society today in a nutshell. That's the problem. Just flat out ridiculous. All right, let's move along. This show is sponsored by Better Help. Stress. We all have it to a degree, big, small, but I think you can agree we all carry around different stressors. Most of you know what I've gone through the last four years, complete career change, moving across the country, filing a lawsuit, being in the news often, dealing with all of that, trust me, has not been easy. And if you keep things bottled up, it can really have a negative impact on your life. Therapy is a safe space. You get things off your chest. You can figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills. You can set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And you know what, folks? It's not just for those who have experienced major trauma. Hey, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's online. It's easy, convenient, flexible, and it's suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Grant today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Grant. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. We get to some more phone calls on this 4th of July. Glad to have you on board. If you uh, want to come on, just hit your hand icon. Chris, welcome to the show. How are you? Hey, Grant. I'm doing good. Can you hear me? <clears throat> yes, sir. Okay, I want to say that on the Draymond uh, apology, you're totally right on the racism aspect of it. Um, And he should have been fine. No question about that. I don't think I heard you say that Adam Silver didn't have any, you know, spine or balls. I think you said that. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. He's a puppet. He's a puppet living in it. He's a puppet. He, he should have fined him. He could, it could have been, you know, 25000 That's nothing for Draymond. He could have fined him for the symbolic aspect of it. But I want to talk about another aspect of the apology because I tweeted, I, I tweeted Draymond and, and his apology was so lacking. First of all, he failed to mention Perk's name at all. That was the first thing he should have done. He should have apologized to Perkins 
and his because Perkins was the one that was hurt most by it, and him and his family should apologize. He never mentioned Perkins' <coughs> name. That's number one. Number two, he said he went on and on about making himself the victim, even though he caused the harm. That's number two. And number three, he said in his apology, I could have used another name like clown or idiot. And I, I said to him in the most respectful way possible, Grant, I said when I tweeted him, how about not calling any names? How about just not using names at all? He said, I could have used a clown, I could have said clown or idiot. And those kind of things don't make a person more likable. He thinks that that makes him more popular and people are liking more. But I heard you last week on um, on the Krug show, and you said that Draymond is power hungry, and I totally agree with you on that. But I, I did want to just, um, you know, give you an amen on the things that you said and then add my own little perspective. Because I, when I was listening to his apology, I was like, I'm, he's just talking, talk, 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 talk. And he hasn't mentioned the guy's name at all. And he hasn't said anything like that. So, yeah, that's all I want to say on the grant. Well, I really, you know, I, first of all, I appreciate your perspective. I didn't even, when I read the apology, that, that didn't even come to my mind. So you've helped me uh, because I, you're 100% you're correct. As you're talking, I'm reading his apology again. And you're right, he doesn't mention Kendrick Perkins' name at all. So good job on your part. That went right by me. So I appreciate that. He is on a power trip. Uh, he has a sense of entitlement. This new media that he's talking about, I don't know what kind of world that Draymond Green is uh, living on, but you don't have to have played basketball to be able to talk about basketball for a living. You don't have to have even played basketball uh, to be an NBA head coach and be a good one. You haven't. You don't have to have been in the National Football League uh, to be a head coach and be a really good one. Many non-players have been a head coach in the NFL and won Super Bowls. I mean, I can go on and on. And as yeah. far as the media goes, you know, you don't have to have – you really don't. It's just – it's just sad. It's just sad. Like, I can't talk about basketball with a level of expertise because I didn't play the in the NBA. I mean, how stupid is that? It's absurd. It's absolutely absurd. This new media that he's talking about, Chris, this new media, are we really, are we really serious? The new media that Draymond Green is talking about is going to take over the American sports culture? I mean, grow up, would you please? I mean, the guy is on a major league power trip. He really is. Well, Pride goes before fall, and, and if he keeps on this path that he's on, you know, because yep. we all are subject to it. Nobody's nobody's immune from it. You know, we, you Correct. can't just be out there doing anything you want to and think, ah, oh, yeah, nothing's going to happen to me. That No, no. Mm -mm. Hey, Chris, I uh, really appreciate you uh, calling in on the show today. Thank you very much. Call again. Okay, Grant. See you. Bye. Yep. Take care. You know, again, nothing, nothing at all. Uh, and good job by Chris to mention that. Didn't even mention Kendrick Perkins' name in his apology. Good job. Wow. I, I did not even pick up on that. So that does diminish the apology uh, quite a bit from my perspective. Draymond Green, in my opinion, is what's wrong with the NBA. Draymond Green is a hypocrite okay draymond green is on a power trip draymond green has a sense of entitlement where he feels that he can say and do pretty much whatever he wants he's even admitted that and admitted such after giving the double bird 
to the fans in Memphis and joked about it, saying he's not worried about whether he's going to get fined or not because he made $25 million this year. So because you make a certain degree of money, with it comes a sense of power because you're like, what are you going to do to me? <laughs> right? I'm making so much money. And so what? I can say what I want. I can do what I want. Because if you find me $25,000 or $50,000, it's like me taking out a dollar bill from my wallet. That's really what he's doing. And that's the problem that I see with pro sports right now. And in particular, the NBA and the amount of, I guess, interaction between players and fans. And by the way, I'm not saying that the fans are innocent here. There are fans that do stupid things as well, so I acknowledge that. But Kevin Durant, for telling the fan during a game in Brooklyn this year to shut the F up and sit down, because all the fans said was, hey, Kevin, come on, you got to take over the game now. That's what's wrong with the league right there. You think Durant cares whether he gets fined or not? Kevin Durant's the most sensitive athlete that I can think of in today's sports world. He has extremely thin skin. He responds to everything on social media. He can't handle any criticism. And he's a ring chaser. That's what, Dre, that, that's what Kevin Durant is. He chased rings when he went to Golden State, who had already won a championship without him. He now wants to leave Brooklyn and has given his desired preference. Really? Go trade him to Orlando. Actually, trade him back to Oklahoma City. Trade him to Sacramento. Trade him to places like Orlando and Sacramento that are at the bottom of the NBA and haven't won in ages. And you know what? If you go to Sacramento and win a championship there, then your legacy will mean something because you will have done something and you will have accomplished the impossible. That's right. You really want to have your legacy mean something? Ask to be traded to Sacramento, okay? And if you win a championship with that franchise, then you have really done something that people thought was impossible. You really want to help out your legacy? Go to New York and play for the Knicks, a franchise that has been in the doldrums for decades with a horrible owner. Go on the biggest stage that there is in this country, Madison Square Garden, and bring the Knicks a championship. You'll be held in completely different esteem. You will be highly regarded. <coughs> Excuse me. And everything will be just fine. Your legacy will be cemented in greatness forever. But as far as your legacy now, you haven't accomplished anything, in my opinion. So what? You won two championships? with the Warriors. Really? Wow. How about that? You won two championships with a team that had already won a championship without you and has since won one since you left. So your legacy is what? Your legacy is you are a ring chaser. You left Oklahoma City to chase a ring. You went to the best team in the league. And now you won out of Brooklyn already. And you've given a list of teams that, with your presence, in all likelihood, would be the favorite to win a championship. 
Your legacy to me is blank. You're a great player, one of the best of your generation, but in terms of greatness, I wouldn't put you in the category of greatness for accomplishments because in my opinion, you haven't accomplished anything yet in your NBA career. You haven't earned anything. You haven't done anything that makes me look at you and say, wow, that was incredible. Okay? You know, at least LeBron James, who has accomplished a lot in his career on the floor, okay, did something that no one had ever done before. He went back to Cleveland and he won a championship. And you know why he was able to win a championship in Cleveland? Because Mr. Draymond Green, once again, could not control himself on the floor and got suspended for game five with the Warriors up three games to one. And Cleveland went into Oakland and won that game five, took control of the series with momentum, won back and came back and won game six. And then in game seven, LeBron James with one of the great blocks in NBA playoff history to cement the game seven win in Oakland. So you can say all you want about LeBron James. Gee, he jumped on the bandwagon and brought Bosch and he had Dwayne Wade with him and, you know, Ray Allen and they won in Miami. Okay, fine. Oh, you can say, well, he went to LA and he had this and he had, okay. Well, what are you going to say about Cleveland? What are you going to say about Cleveland? So if you want to criticize James, and I wouldn't, by the way, for his on-court achievements, but some do. At least he will have that forever. He did something that people thought would never happen. That's the Cleveland Cavaliers or any team in Cleveland winning a world championship. Ask the Indians fans, ask the Browns fans, but he has that. What's Kevin Durant done? What's Durant's legacy? Great player. That's his legacy. Accomplishments, blank, right? Blank. So he won two championships with the Warriors. Huh. Really? That's great. A team that just won a championship, that's great. Yeah. And now he wants out. It's just amazing to me. All right, if you want to come on the program today, hit your hand icon, raise your hand, uh, and we will do this. Hope you're having a, a great fourth. If you want to talk about the Kings, and I said this, and I've said this for years about NBA Summer League. NBA Summer League is worthless, okay? Except for this. If you are a high draft pick, okay? And you do not look really good in Summer League, in all likelihood, you are not gonna be very good in the NBA in your rookie season. And maybe ever. There are many, many examples of that. Many examples. If you are a high draft pick and you excel in summer league, you should excel in summer league because you're not playing against real NBA competition. The majority of people that you're playing against in summer league will never, ever step on an NBA floor. So you should go in the summer league and you should dominate or at least play very well. And if you don't, that's a big-time red flag. 
So for Keegan Murray to do what he did in his first game against Miami of the California Classic, that's what you want. That's a very positive sign. If you don't play well, then you're like, oh, wow. So don't get too carried away. Keegan Murray is going to be a good NBA player, but don't get too wrapped up in what he does in Summer League. Be wrapped up in what he doesn't do in Summer League, which probably you won't have a lot of conversation about that because he's going to be one of the top players in Summer League because he's the fourth overall pick in the draft, and he should be that way in Summer League. All right, when you look at Thomas Robinson, he was terrible in Summer League. When you look at Marvin Bagley, all right, we can go on and on. When you are a high draft pick, you better play well in Summer League. And if not, you're like, oh, boy, we took the wrong guy. Yeah. And you'll see it again this Summer League when they start playing uh, in Vegas. All right, if you want to come on the program today, hit your hand icon, raise your hand, uh, and we will do this. Really appreciate you joining me here on this 4th of July. I hope you're having a really good holiday. And we've got a full week coming up right here on Listen Up. So no absences this week. We'll be uh, with you each and every day. We'll look forward to it. And we will follow everything going on in NBA free agency. You've got the Open Championship beginning in uh, two weeks at Fame St. Andrews. You've got the Live Golf Tour, which continues to recruit more and more players. And, you know, I think Justin Thomas said it very well. I thought Justin Thompson said it very well. One of the guys on the tour stopped the BS and just come out and tell everyone why they're there. They're playing for the money. That's it. You know, there's been a lot of debate from a political point of view. And, you know, we're hearing from those that are critical regarding 9-11 and other atrocities committed by Saudi Arabia when it comes to human rights. And Justin Thomas's point was this, just come out and say why you're there. You're there not for golf, you're there for money. It's not about growing a game of golf, it's about money. And he said, I'd have a lot more respect for you if you just came out and told the truth. Really can't argue with that, can you? Can't really argue with that. I mean, it's pretty obvious why the players that are leaving the PGA Tour to go play for the Live Golf Tour. It's pretty obvious. I don't know about you, but I have zero, absolutely zero interest in the Live Golf Tour. Don't care. Won't watch it. I don't even know if it's how to watch it, but I won't watch it. I have absolutely no interest in it. Zero. I don't know if the Live Golf Tour needs a television audience to survive a long time. It doesn't appear so with the amount of money that apparently they have to use for the Live Golf Tour. But I do wonder what the effect will be on the PGA Tour as we move along uh, in the near future. That is something for sure that is worth keeping uh, your eye on. But uh, coming up again in uh, two weeks, you've got uh, the British Open at St. Andrews. And the St. Tell you, I, I did a I think I did this on Friday, but if you ever get a chance to go to St. Andrews, even if you don't golf, it's one of the most amazing towns I've ever been in. 
they, they just walking the streets of St. Andrews is unbelievable. It's incredible. And when you when you turn the corner and you come you I'm just telling you, when you when you turn the corner and see that golf course and you see the 18th fairway with the bridge and the road hole and the old course hotel and the sea right there and the the got I mean to think that golf's been played there for over 700 years over 700 years it's amazing and when i was there by chance one of the guys on our group mike mike had become friendly that week with uh, a bus driver that he saw where we we went around the country we played nine courses in seven days and mike started talking with this guy that he would see it's like, man, we just saw you, you know, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, we're in St. Andrews, and he runs into this guy, and he starts talking to him again. He goes, you got to stop following us around. And they talked for a little while. And we had just finished playing our last round of the week at the old course at St. Andrews. It was our final round of golf for the week. And Mike and I had gone into the uh, – well, we had gone back to the hotel, and then we changed – I met him in the lobby. We walked along the 18th hole to the official St. Andrew's gift shop, right? Basically, you can buy St. Andrew's shirts, hats, you know, the blah, blah, blah. It's a pro shop, gift shop. Not the pro shop, but get the store. Well, we're walking back to the hotel, and we walk by the St. Andrew's Golf Club. and it has a gate, and on the gate is the St. Andrews Golf Club logo, and it says private, members only. And who's sitting out front but this bus driver again? And Mike goes, what the hell? And they start laughing, and <laughs> the, the, the guy goes, Man, it's too bad you guys have jeans on. I would I'd bring you in and show you around. And we're like, oh, my God. And Mike goes, how long are you going to be here? He goes, I'll be here for a couple of hours. He goes, well, how about if we go back to the hotel change and we'll come back? He said, fine. So Mike and I walk back to the hotel. We get into some proper clothes. We walk back. And this guy brings us into the St. Andrews Golf Club. I can't even begin to tell you what it was like it was basically a three-story believe it was three stories and on every floor the history of saint andrews was amazing the carpet on the floor was red with the saint andrews logo it also had when the saint andrews club was founded the history was amazing and then we walk up to the top floor and we walk on to this tiny little balcony where you had to bend forward to get underneath the windowsill. And then we're on this balcony overlooking the 18th green and to the right was the, or to the left was the 18th fairway and the road hole, 17th. And to the right was the 18th green with all of the, the North Sea and 
There wasn't a cloud in the sky. It was one of the most amazing scenes. And Mike and I have all these pictures in there. And boy, oh boy, if you don't think that we let the boys have it that night at our farewell dinner at the Old Course Hotel. And we were showing the pictures and they were so jealous. They couldn't freaking believe it. But uh, that was one of the great trips that I've ever been on. And if you go to St. Andrews, you'll know what I'm talking about. Hey, Jerry, happy fourth. How are you, Jerry? Grant, same to you, sir. How are you today? I'm good, buddy. Hey, Grant, uh, let me ask you something. Uh, the Kings seem like they address some of the needs uh, shooting. Um, there was this one guy, Grant, I, I'm sorry, I don't remember the guy's name offhand here, but from NBC Sports, he was saying that maybe this year the Kings could be watchable, uh, fun, and watchable. Uh, what do you think? I have no idea um, about fun and watchable until we get past training camp and into the uh, beginning of the season. So do I think they're going to make the playoffs? No, I don't. So I don't really know what the definition of fun and watchable is. I mean, can a team be watchable and be a non-playoff team? Yes. Uh, but I don't think they're better than any of the teams ahead of them with the exception of San Antonio. I do think they're better than San Antonio. I don't think they're better than New Orleans. I don't think they're better than the Clippers. I don't think they're better than Minnesota. And here's the other problem I see from Sacramento's perspective. I think Portland got a lot better this offseason, and the Lakers are not going to go probably another year without making the playoffs. So, you know, I think still the Kings are a non-playoff team. I, I don't see them making the playoffs. But do you think that they addressed some of their needs as in shooting? Yeah, of course they did. Yeah, they did. But they also still, uh, you know, talent level is I, – I think a lot of it depends on De'Aaron Fox, and I did a rant on this last week. I don't – you know, unless Fox ends up being the player that the Kings thought he was going to be, I don't really think it matters because you can't win in the NBA without a top flight point guard. And I just don't think De'Aaron Fox is that because of his liability as a shooter. Well, do you think these players that they got in, do you think that's going to open up a little bit more for uh, Fox? Um, I don't know. It didn't open up anything when Buddy Hill was there. And Buddy Hill's recognized as one of the best shooters in basketball. So, I mean, he, Malik Monk's not a better shooter than Buddy Heald. Kevin Herter's not a better shooter than Buddy Heald. Uh, might be Kevin Herter's a better player than Buddy Heald. I'll say that. As far as Monk goes, I'm not really crazy about Monk. I think he's a, you know, a, will be a good role player who can shoot. Uh, but Malik Monk's got uh, some, you know, he's got some deficiencies too. Herter's a good all-around player. I don't really see any negative to having Kevin Herter on the floor. I think having Sabonis on the floor is the biggest uh, attribute for Fox. I think that's, you know, the, Sabonis needs to be healthy and on the floor for Fox to excel. I think Sabonis's play is more important for his success than Kevin Herter's. I think that's a real key. Absolutely. Do you see the Kings making any more moves, Grant, before uh, training camp? That's hard to say. Um, if they do, I would think they would be minimal in nature. Uh, it's very difficult to say, Jerry. I mean, I think probably not, but I wouldn't say that, that definitely. I mean, to me, when I look at Sacramento, anytime they can get better players, they're going to do that. And the reason why I say such an elementary point is they let Bogdan Bogdanovich go for nothing. And Bogey was a good player. And as Jerry Reynolds always used to say, you don't become a better team by losing good players. And regardless of what you think about Bogdan Bogdanovich, he's a good player. And the Kings let him walk for absolutely nothing. You don't become a better team when you let assets 
leave and you don't replace them. And so if you can get a good player, go out and get a good player. That's the only way you're going to become a better basketball team. Grant, I forgot the GM that let Isaiah Thomas go. Uh, what was his name again? Pete Alessandro. Uh, did they get anything for him, Grant? I am, I don't remember. No, 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 no. Basically not. They got nothing for him. Absolutely nothing. Oh, boy. Well, Grant, you know, hopefully this year Grant is different. Uh, you know what? Anything can happen. I mean, from one year to the next, you know what? A piece here, piece there. Hey, you know, we'll just put the pieces, put, uh, put them on the floor right and, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, but Jerry, who would you pick right now? Seriously, when you look at the Kings, who are they better than of the teams that finished ahead of them in the standings, one through ten? I would let's just San Antonio to me, they're better than San Antonio is clearly uh, in a rebuild after trading Murray. So let's just put San Antonio on the list. Who else above Sacramento? Okay, would you look at right now? Look at their rosters and say that they are better than. And I, I objectively can't do that right now. I think the Jazz will slide. I don't think the Jazz will slide out of the playoffs, but I think they'll slide. I could see them being, you know, around 7, 8, 9, 10. And I don't, by the way, I don't consider 9 and 10 making the playoffs. You know, being in a play-in to me is not making the playoffs. <laughs> being in the playoffs is being one of the top eight teams after the play-in. Like New Orleans last year was the ninth overall team in the West, and they won both play-in games, and then they were the eighth seed. To me, that's a playoff team. All right, now they made the playoffs. Being ninth or tenth is not a playoff team. Who are the Kings better than in the top eight? I don't think they're better than anybody. Uh, is there any way we can contact the NBA about maybe adding two more seeds, Grant? What do you think? <laughs> yeah, well, that, you might have you might have to add more than two because the Lakers are going to be in the playoffs oh, this year, boy. and I think Portland has reloaded. You know, I think getting Jeremy Grant, I think picking up Gary Payton is, was a good move. Uh, we'll see about the draft pick, but uh, time will tell. But, hey, listen, that's why you're a fan, Jerry. If you knew what was going to happen all the time, watching sports would not be nearly as fun. We watch sports because, number one, it's fun. And, number two, we don't know the outcome. I mean, first of all, if we knew what the outcome was going to be, we'd all be multi, multi, multi-millionaires gambling. Uh, but if we knew what the outcome was going to be before we watched the game, it wouldn't be as fun to watch. Love your show, Grant. Keep up the good work, bud. Have a good one, Jerry. Take care. See you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. But, I mean, who are the Kings better than? They get Kevin Herter and Malik Monk, and now all of a sudden, and Keegan Murray, and I'm supposed to think they're better than, you know, all the teams ahead of them in the standings. Well, guess what? The teams ahead of them in the standings are getting better too. All right? They're making moves. The Minnesota Timberwolves just got, all right, the Stifle Tower. All right? They just picked up 
a big a big player, right? So do I think that Minnesota's not going to be as good? The LA Clippers are getting Kawhi Leonard back after missing all of last year with that injury. Without Kawhi Leonard, they were 42 and 40. So I think Minnesota's going to get Rudy Gobert and the Clippers are going to get Kawhi Leonard and they're going to drop in the standings? No. Right? By the way, okay, those are the seventh and eighth place teams in the West. You think the Kings are better than the Warriors because of their moves? Do you think they're better? than Denver because of their moves? Do you think they're better than Memphis because of their moves? Even if Phoenix loses DeAndre Ayton, do you think they're better than Phoenix? And by the way, we don't know where Durant's going yet. Do you think they're better than the Jazz? You know, I could see the Jazz sliding. I could see the Jazz sliding. But who are you picking the Kings to be better than in the West? And then you also have the issue of ownership. And it's the same old problem. And if you don't think that Vivek Ranadive is still very much involved in running the basketball department, all you need to do is look at his daughter, who he put as assistant general manager of the Stockton Kings. Do you think Monty McNair, if he really was running the entire basketball department, as it has been reported, would say, you know what? I think a good move would be to hire Vivek's daughter and make her the assistant general manager of Stockton. Can we stop it with the nonsense already, please? All right. So you have that issue as well. But again, that's why you play the games, right? That's why you play the games. So we shall see. Hey, really appreciate you joining me on this 4th of July special. You know, stop listening to me. Go out and have freaking uh, a good rest of the day, would you please? As in the West Coast. It's almost 5 o'clock. Enjoy yourselves. Have fun before our work week for most of us starts tomorrow. Happy 4th, everybody. And thank you so much for listening to Grant Napier on Listen Up. So long, everybody. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.